EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome and thanks for downloading. Great to have your company on once again on the EFTM Podcast. A little later in the week because, well, what a week. It's been very, very busy. If uh, you want a full rundown of the tech news of the week, uh, download Two Blokes Talking Tech. Just search for that on your podcast app. All the news is pretty much Apple. Um, everything uh, going on with uh, the Worldwide Developers Conference uh, covered on Two Blokes Talking Tech and at EFTM.com, of course. Um, just a very, very busy week all round. So we, we got to it and I've got a bunch of calls lined up ready to talk to you uh, today. So if you've got a question or a comment or a problem or you just want to have a chat about anything going on in uh, in your world, uh, especially technology, cars and whatnot, uh, just jump on the website EFTM.com to get in touch. Um, there were I'd be wondering whether anyone um, took advantage of the Aldi special buy this week uh, for 15 gig of data for 99 bucks for a whole year. It's not aimed at you and me. It's aimed at a different generation. It may be you, um, but certainly aimed at people who are just having a phone for keeping in touch, not making a lot of calls, not taking a lot of calls, not surfing a lot of web, but just giving you reliability. It's a perfect pack for your mum, your dad, your grandparents kind of thing because they don't have to worry. You pay 99 bucks, and their phone number is active for a year. You can call them for a year and they can call you unlimited then they've got 15 gig of data, which you know, is a gig a month. Like that, for a lot of people, that's plenty. My wife only uses a gig and a half a month. So, you know, for a lot of people, that's actually enough. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's a bit of news this week, and I'd be interested to know whether anyone took advantage of that. Most importantly, though, it's all about your calls and, and your tech questions. So I've got a bunch of those lined up. So without any further delays... Let's just get going on uh, what is the EFTM podcast. This is the EFTM podcast. And thank you for listening. Trevor along with you, taking your calls. If you've got a question about technology, just go to the website, EFTM.com. That's what Pete did. G'day, Pete. Hi, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, uh, my son's looking at buying a Colgan um, TV that's on special at the moment. And uh, I was just wondering how, you know, are they a reasonable TV? Um, and, you know, will it do him, you know, value for money kind of thing? Yeah, look, you sent me a link to it. It's a 65-inch um, uh, Android TV, which uh, which is the is the Kogan TV I would recommend, okay? So let me put it firstly to you that way. There's a bunch of Kogan TVs. Uh, I would always recommend going the Android TV version because it means he can install apps so on it he can install netflix he can install ko if he subscribes to ko sports uh he can install any app that exists in the android ecosystem which is fantastic so from that point of view mate i reckon they're a cracker tv it's going to be like his bedroom tv or has he got is he moved out of home what's what's his situation yeah he's just getting a bigger one for a small uh, room that he's just gonna um he's just uh I'm going to have the couch in there so he can just watch the TV in that room, that's all. Yeah, and mate. it's bigger than he's got now. Look, if you sit at a Kogan TV side-by-side side with a Samsung, uh, it's absolutely not going to look as good, right? You'll notice mm-hmm. very, very small differences in, uh, for example, the brightness or maybe the way the colours present on the screen. But, mm-hmm. mate, you're not sitting side-by-side side with another one. It's just sitting in yeah. a room. It's a big screen, so he's going 65 inches, which is great. The yeah. only thing is they also, these these Kogan and other brand TVs, they often have a very slow refresh rate, which means that for fast-moving content, um, <coughs> some some people with really good eyes will notice what, what they see is blurring. Now, mate, I love Formula One, 
And I, yep. I've never seen blurring because I just don't think my eyes are good enough. I don't think they're smart yep. enough to see this. So yep. if he's a real picky viewer, then he yeah, might notice you, things. He might really notice mm-hmm. a lot of little things. But I'd be amazed if he noticed anything that di- that made him feel like he didn't get good value from his $800 purchase because, mate, to find a – let's put it this way – to find a similar-sized TV um, from a, a massive brand – it's going to cost a lot more money, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're going yeah. to spend the next up from that is one thousand one hundred dollars. It's a high sense at JB Hi-Fi, and that's their yeah, right. that's the entry level high sense. To get yeah. a, a really solid high sense, you're talking you know thirteen fourteen hundred, and then it goes up from there. So he's basically getting a sixty five inch TV at almost half price. Um, when you compare mm-hmm. it to a Samsung. Yeah, and that's what he's looking at, really. Save money, you know. Mate, yeah. save the money. You know, the mm-hmm. time to invest in a TV is when he moves into his first home and he's got a beautiful lounge room and, you know, you've spent the money on the furniture and the, the whole kit, whereas if, you yeah. just, if you're just creating your own little room to enjoy your content, play some games or whatever, mate, yeah. Kogan, great TV. Fantastic. And even though he's got an Apple, um, the, the apps on the Apple would still work on the Android TV. See, that's the thing. The, the, the phone and the TV don't really ever need to meet. Um, because yeah, the app, you can install Netflix and Stan and Ko on the TV and log yeah. on on the TV, so he doesn't even need his phone with him. It all just so works. even the even the free view, um, um, you know, yeah, uh, iView and that can all go all, on there as well. All those can be installed, and if they can't, Fantastic. then the TV has built-in Chromecast, which you can yeah. do from all the good apps using your iPhone. Yeah, which is similar to uh, Apple TV. Yeah, correct. But it, it, you know what's even it's it's frankly a little bit more open. So as long as the TV's yeah. on the same Wi-Fi network as the phone, he'll be sweet. Fantastic. Thanks, Trevor. That's brilliant. All right, brilliant. Champion. Thanks again for your Good help, you. mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you. Good on you. And if you've got a, a question, uh, like Pete did, just go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. EFTM.com, the place to go to get in touch. G'day, Brad. G'day, Trev. How are you going? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you, mate? Uh, look, I was just um, interested in um, the Arlo, um, either the Pro 3 or the Ultra, um, looking at um, installing um, just maybe a two-camera setup for now, yep. um, but but seen some mixed reviews about battery life um, at the moment, and um, obviously understand that that's due to you know how far they are away from the, the base station or the hub and uh, yeah. how much motion and stuff they're detecting and that kind of stuff. And um, and I know you've got some running. I was just wondering uh, how yours are going, battery life-wise. I've got 19. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm paying, I think, right. I'm paying, I reckon, 250 bucks a year for the whatever the subscription is required to get that many. The cloud storage, The many yeah. cameras, because you've got to pay to have so many cameras as well in the, per, in the per store. Per camera, that's right. But yeah. I've also, but by the way, I've also got it at home and at the office. So I've got four. Okay. I think I've got four at the office. Uh, I think I've got eight or nine cameras at home, and then I've got some, some of their lights as well. So here's, I've been in the Arlo world since the very beginning when you had to buy uh, what are called one, two, three batteries, not double A, not triple A, expensive batteries, like eleven dollars <laughs> each, and they you, right. need, you needed four of them per Arlo, Gee. And, and it felt awful, right? Because it was yep. four, basically forty bucks every time your battery went flat, and that was every kind of three to six months, and it felt horrible. Kind of, kind of found a rechargeable solution, but then they then they moved into their own battery technology, and it got a lot better. But yep. in reality. I think Arlo came into its own with the Pro 3. So there's still the okay. Pro 2 out there, and it's a good camera, don't get me wrong, but I yep. think that battery efficiency-wise, Pro 3 uh, Ultra are outstanding. 
Now, it's partly because of the battery technology that they've got, but it's also because I've learnt a lot about when I need the Arlo's running. Because what you do when you first get them is you go, oh, turn them on, and they're just always on. You get beeps all the time when anyone walks past anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool because you download a video of this and you get an email of that, and it's, man, it's awesome. But then yeah. you realise, I don't need an alert when the wife pulls up at the house. I don't need, like, you don't need alerts all the time. So yep. what you do is you come up with a, a really robust schedule which says, you know what, I need these things on guard, on point, recording everything from like 8 o'clock at night till 6 o'clock in the morning. And then outside of that, I might set up some other times and maybe some other zones and I might have this camera doing this and this camera doing that. And you really start to work out when you need them most. And that gives me, honestly, I can't remember the last time one of mine went flat because because what I do, and, and again, this is a bit down the path for you, but I have a, a spare battery hot, ready okay. to go at all times. And so yep. what I do is I, every now and then I'm sitting there on a Sunday and you go, oh, there's a, I'll go and do a battery. And I'll go and change the battery. And then you just change the battery. Like it might be every four months, but you, you kind of, you get into this zone where it's, it's all good. But basically you get an alert at 15% battery. You get alerts after that. I'd be amazed if you didn't get three. If you weren't getting three months out of your camera, then you're doing something wrong. You're detecting too much motion. You're getting too many alerts. You're recording too much video. You're just doing yeah, too much yep. with them. If you yeah, want, it makes if, sense. If you need that much video, so at the office, I've also got a, a Uniden system, which is, you know, like the, the old school. It's a box. It's a hard drive, and it's all recording onto the box 24-7. It's got enough space for like two weeks' worth of content. So... I've got that if I need it because at an office, I feel like I need the, the front door covered all the time. Yeah, yep. But the enough. Arlo's, yeah. but the funny thing is, I use the Arlo's for those, still those out of hours alerts at the office. It's, yep. just, it's just a better system for, for alerts and things. So okay. mate, get a two camera set. And you know what? Get the, get the Pro 3s. Just go in early, go in low, right? So Pro 3 yep. two camera kit. And, okay. and learn it. Spend three months learning it, understanding it, get it tweaked, get it right, and then go, oh, I'm really loving this. And then you go, for Christmas, I'll have an Arlo Ultra, thanks. And then, okay. you know, you move on from there. So yeah, okay. you, you can add one camera at a bloody time once, yeah. you, once you're running. Sounds good. Am I right in saying that the, the, the Arlo 3 base station is the one with the USB port and the Ultra is now just a, a micro SD? Correct, and I think you'll find that the Ultra, by the time we get to the end of the year or the early new year, they'll have put the USB back into the, the uh, Ultra. Yeah, cool. They got a lot of feedback from me because um, I, I had a little <laughs> little portable SSD hard drive, and I just plugged it in there, and it had months worth of vision on there. Yeah, and I'm the same. I've got plenty of plenty of hard drives, USB hard drives I can stick in for, for local storage. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's when I looked at it and thought, oh, okay, um, maybe the 3 might be the better option at the moment. And that's a good, Sounds good, good reason to get it, mate. Sounds fantastic, mate. That's awesome. All right, Brad, thanks for getting in touch. Good luck. Enjoy the Arlo's. Let me know how you go. Pleasure, Trev. Thanks for the call, mate. Cheers, mate. And if you've got a question like Brad, just go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. And you can get touch in, in get in touch anytime. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Pete. Hello. How are you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, I'd just like to know about the uh, the photo stick. We so, quite often on our Facebook get ads for photo stick, and I, I realise there's other different variants of it, but I just want to know, uh, uh, I've seen a lot of bad reports about it as well as good, but I just want to know what it's all about. I think they're rubbish. I won't lie. Okay. Um, yeah. They sent me one um, to review, and it was complex. It was it was harder than it should have been. Um, it 
it doesn't do exactly what it kind of purports to do in some of their ads. I feel like it is a, a bit deceptive the way they advertise it. Um, yeah. And I would prefer – so what are you trying to get uh, photos off, your phone or your computer? Uh, both, really. Uh, my wife's got a lot on her phone yeah. and uh, she wants to get get them off there. But I just – another thing, I didn't know whether they you can take them off the mobile as well as a computer. Yeah, well, so here, here's what I reckon. Have you got the NBN yet? Yes, yes. So what uh, – you got a data limited plan or are you unlimited? Uh, it's unlimited. Mate, here's what you do. Sign up to Google and and yeah. use Google Photos. It is okay. – there's a couple yeah. – before I go into that, actually, I'll tell you there's there's a couple of things you can do. Just go and buy a normal hard drive from Officeworks or JB Hi-Fi, plug it into your computer and drag your fold, photo folder over and it's backed up. Like that's, that's all you need to do. Okay. On, on a mobile, there are um, hard drives you can get from JB Hi-Fi and the like. The um, SanDisk have one called the iExpand. With, and it's yeah. literally spelled I-X-P-A-N-D. And you plug that into your bottom of your iPhone, you install an app, and it will do all the work for you so you can copy all your photos over. Excellent. Very, yeah. very time-consuming process, but that's okay. It does it and it works. But in both cases, you're stuck with a, a little disk or a drive that then you have to plug in somewhere else to look at the photos, which is why I love the cloud. Google Photos. Okay, yeah. And here, so I'll, I'm going to do this while we talk. I'm going to show you do an example. I can type type photos.google.com on my computer, and it yeah. brings up every photo I've ever taken. And what happens is my phone automatically uploads the photos every day when I'm connected to Wi-Fi. Um, I okay. Can, I can set up. I can download Google Photos to my computer, and it will upload the photos from my computer up there. But the best thing about it is. Rather than just being a whole big pile of photos, just like having 10 photo albums, with Google Photos, I can go, I want a photo of my daughter. So I can type Victoria Long and I can search for any photos with my daughter in them. Okay. Because it recognizes faces. You give every face a name and then you can search for them. It is the best thing on earth, mate. It's so great to be able to just look up things. You can just search for cars. You can search for planes. You can search for sport. It's just very smart, and it's a great way of storing and sorting your photos. So my advice is use yep. Google Photos. If you want to go and grab something physical to plug in, the iExpand drives uh, from SanDisk are available at major retailers, and they'll do the job on your mobile phone. That's great. Thanks for that, Trevor. Yeah, we, we're getting ads for it all the time, and I just wondered how valid it was and uh, whether it's worthwhile buying. Yep. Well, my, my advice, stick with something else. Okay, thanks for that. Good on you, buddy. Have a great day. Uh, thanks very much. Bye-bye. Good on you. And if you've got a question, uh, just like Pete did, uh, go to the website, eftm.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading EFTM Podcast. Trevor along with you, taking your calls. If you've got a question about tech, just jump on the line. G'day, Tim. Yeah, g'day, Trevor. How are you today? Real good, mate. You're on the open road there, buddy. Yes, mate, yeah, heading down the gateway. What are we driving? Uh, just a hook truck picking up uh, bins for recycled materials. Now, you need to describe to me a hook truck. Um, okay, it's a large twin steer Scania uh, vehicle. It has a large hook on the back that we drag the bins on with. Oh, right, so it's, uh, okay, so like uh, the hook means the bit that you drag the, the, the bin on with. It's not a style of truck? Yeah, no, that's correct. It's, right. uh, yeah, we use the hooks to pick up the bins. Bloody hell. Rightio, there you go. Learn something new every day. Now, what can I do for you? 
I'm looking for a, a good smartwatch uh, to pair with my iPhone, and I'm not after an Apple particularly. Yep. Um, when you start looking at uh, the smartwatches, the technology starts to become a bit of a blur, trying to find out which apps smart, uh, the smartwatch will um, actually have on board. Yep. You know, as to whether you can, how many sports apps it has, you know, things like that, what apps it'll attach to. And then you get online and you start looking and it's, it actually becomes a little bit on the confusing side if you lose track of what you're actually after. So what so are you I'm after? What do you want it to do, mate? What What do you want to get out of the watch? Um, I'm looking for something that'll keep track of my health. Yep. Um, I can use for when I go cycling, um, when I play golf, uh, things like that. You know, it'll uh, be able to attach uh, attach the phone via Bluetooth and use apps off the phone and stuff like that. Um, you know, for tracking strokes and, and distance and all of the you know general stuff like that. Yep. But still, be a nice, uh, you know, a fairly good looking but a robust robust watch. They can take a couple of knocks here and there. Yeah. Well, mate, there's a couple of things you said there that I, I guess don't worry me, but they're they're hard to do. So apps from the phone on the watch, it's pretty much an Apple Watch thing, right? So if there are apps on your phone that you want to get on a watch, then Apple Watch is really the only way to do that. I mean, it's just the way they do the ecosystem and the way the apps are developed. But I get you when, when you say, you know, what else is out there? So let me, let me throw, frankly, just two brands at you. Garmin. Yep. And Sunto. Now, Garmin make a whole huge range of watches. The Phoenix is probably their kind of um, top end in terms of complete ruggedness and also uh, the kind of things it will do. But they also do some really simple, I think it's just called the Vivo Active. It's about 579 bucks. This is a GPS smartwatch. It'll it'll do you it'll do you all your good fitness tracking and the like. So I think the research I want you to do is into the Garmin Vivo Active, um, and the other one is the Sunto Seven. Now the reason I say the Sunto Seven, it's a six hundred buck watch, JB Hi-Fi. They were eight hundred when they launched only two or three months ago, so it's already come down in, in good numbers. But this thing, mate, it it's born for tracking and exercise and fitness, and it will do. A huge range of sports. Um, it will do everything in terms of your health. Uh, I think probably the Sunto is is the independent watch of choice. Okay, no worries. So JB Hi-Fi, you recommend to have a look at? Yep, JB Hi-Fi. I've got both of the Garmin's and the Sunto. If you basically look at smartwatches at JB Hi-Fi between five hundred and six hundred, then you'll find. Both those the Gar- both the ones I've talked about, the Garmin and the Sunto. And just over that, there's a few more Garmins. Um, and just under that, you know, you'll find other watches, perhaps like, uh, you know, even the Samsung Galaxy watch is an epic watch at 450 bucks. It's a really, really good watch. Uh, Huawei have a, have a watch called the GT2 Sport. It's only 300 bucks. But I think when you do your research, you'll find that the Sunto will do your, your golf and your exercise and your fitness most and best right no worries i'll check that out then happy shopping my man thank you very much appreciate your assistance all right mate you get back in touch and let us know how you go no worries will do thanks for that thanks mate and if you've got a question like tim just go to the website eftm.com this is the eftm podcast
You know, on a non-tech-related issue, um, and I mentioned this to Stephen Fennick in our private feed, which not many people get um, this week, so I thought I'd mention it here as well. Uh, COVID-19. Look, um, I'm pretty confident I won't be travelling internationally until somewhere in the middle of next year. Uh, Qantas have today announced some pretty serious cutbacks to their business, which is very sad and unfortunate for them and for their employees. But, you know, the CEO of Qantas is forecasting a return to international travel broadly, not just New Zealand or whatever, in July 2021. I mean, that's massive. It's just unbelievable, the impact. And here's the thing. We're getting into winter and we're all getting the colds and the sniffles. I've got it right now. I don't know if you can hear my voice. It's a bit croaky. But it's it's a headache and you think, and it's a worry, especially as a parent or, or as, as someone that interacts with a lot of people, you, you kind of worry about what the heck is going on and whether or not you've got COVID-19. Can I just encourage you to get tested? And I, I say that with great knowledge. Um, the third test in our household was conducted this week. Uh, a couple, of, Maybe a month and a half ago, my wife got tested. Uh, last week, my son got tested because he had um, pretty pretty usual uh, flu-like symptoms um, and wasn't at school. So we thought we should get him tested. And look, on Sunday night, I just had a coughing. It was so annoying. And it's not the first time in my life I've coughed. I have a scratchy throat at the best of times. But on Monday, geez, I felt awful in the morning. And you know what I did? I went... Right, I'm gonna. Uh, my wife had previously on those other two tests, we'd done a telehealth appointment with your doctor, a refer, go to a, a testing clinic, and then back to the doctor for the results. I thought, you know, I'm going to do the other. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do the drive-through. So I drove to a drive-through testing spot in Sydney. There was only two cars in front of me. Lovely lady took my name. I wrote it down, handwriting all this stuff on a bit of paper. I kind of moved forward as the other cars went away and then she went away and wrote down my name on all the vials and stuff, all handwritten. So there's a lot of manual work going on here. And then she comes back to the car and says, rightio, we need a sample from the back of your throat, so you're probably going to gag, and from both nostrils. And I already knew that it was not just a little swab in your nostril, it was right up your bloody nose. Now, I'm worse... At, I'm, I'm at the worst times, the worst person when it comes to being squeamish and not liking these things. So I tried to be brave and do the right thing because I wanted to, my kids to know that this, if that happened to them, they would they would do it and be fine. Anyway, so gag at the back of the throat and then up the nostrils. My God, so fast, so ticklish. And she gave me a tissue and to wipe my nose. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. But I, and then I was crying, the tears. It, it literally brought tears to my eyes. It was that intrusive. But... It well, didn't hurt. It was just an overwhelming sensation. But here's the story that I really want to tell. So you get a pamphlet with a number. And then because I gave her an email address and a phone number, uh, about an hour later, I got an email uh, from New South Wales Health with a link to set up an account. So I set up a, a password and then I had this page that said, you know, testing results. Are my results ready? And it would say, no, they're not ready. Refresh this page. Refresh, still not ready. It was actually Monday night because I know that because I had to get up at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning for the Apple conference. So I went to bed at like 5. And at 7.30, the kids were going to bed. I, I heard them. I woke up and I checked my phone. And there was an email at 5.30 in the afternoon from New South Wales Health saying my results were ready. It took less than 12 hours. It took uh, 9.30 to 5.30. So it took less than nine hours. Less than nine hours for my result to be processed and available to me. It was fantastic, especially given it, uh, we, you're told it could take 48. And with the other process my wife went through with her and, and my son over different occasions, we were told it could take uh, 24 to 48. 
and we had to wait for a doctor to call with the results. So there's a couple of things about this that are cause for me to, to say this to you. Firstly, don't be afraid of the test. Get it done. Any symptom, just get it done. And if you did it like two weeks ago and you got it again, symptoms, do it, go again. It's no drama. It doesn't cost anything. And then the technology aspect of this, even though it was a manual process, New South Wales Health, and I'm assuming other jurisdictions as well, have created a, a portal on the internet for the results already. Like it was created, this has all been done so rushed and hurried. You've got to give some respect to the people who've set up these processes. And the last thing I'll say is, how bloody good is it being in Australia? How good is it being in the best country in the world? We've smashed the virus. Sure, there's still issues, but that can be overcome. We provide free tests to anyone who wants them. We don't have a leader who's just telling people, don't get tested. It'll help us keep the numbers down. Um, I'm just so proud of Australia. I'm so proud of the way the governments have handled it. I'm so proud of the way the health departments have handled it. I'm so proud of the fact that Aussies are just getting tested when they need to. And I think that what we've done is just brilliant. How long it's going to take us to get the bloody hell out of this, I don't know. I really don't know. But it's just, it's good. We're doing okay. So get bloody tested. If you're sniffing, you're coughing, get tested. Back soon. Let's keep talking to Call. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Uh, taking your calls, any tech question you've got, just jump on the blower. G'day, Mark. G'day, how are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What are you, uh, what are you up to? What can I do for you? Uh, mate, I'm actually looking for a TV. Are you at the shops um, right now? Sorry, yeah, I'm at the shops right now. Well, this is perfect. <laughs> we're, literally, we're literally mystery shopping with Mark. Um, what's the budget? Uh, under two, two thousand. Right, that's that's a good budget. What what size are you looking for? Um, the problem is I've got a TV unit at my house, um, and um, I my only sympathies fit, to you. Yes, and I can only fit a fifty-five inch unit because they don't make sixty anymore. Okay, apparently. What, can we get rid of the TV unit? I mean, what? what? No, it's got a it's got a built-in uh, fireplace. I can't get rid of that. No. <laughs> it's my wow. favourite thing in the house. Okay, so. all right. Well, okay. Oh, all right. Fine then. All right. So, <laughs> so we narrow it down to fifty-five inches. That's easy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And what's our pro- what's our budget top end? Uh, Two thousand. Cool. Nice. You're, okay, you're going to get a nice TV. Let's be honest. And you, this is your main TV, is it? Yeah, that's the main TV. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, mate. The bottom line is, uh, two grand is the most you can spend on a on a fifty five inch TV. Fifty five inch. I mean, yeah, but I want it. I want it to have Android in it as okay. well. So you want, yeah, that's so It has to be yeah. Android. Well, because I like Optusports. Um, okay, you know, and you can install Optusports on an Android TV, can you? Sweet. On an Android TV, yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard. The Sony's you can. I've been doing my homework for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, well, mate, yeah, on the it, Sony ones you can. It pretty much narrows you down to, uh, I can't think of any, I think there's only one. There's only the Sony Android TV. Everything else is a different make, <laughs> a different, uh, you know, operating system, 1500 bucks. I mean, you shouldn't need to spend more than 1500 on that, though. Well, actually, actually I'm looking at one right now. Yeah. I'm at, inside the shop, and it's 55-inch XHK Ultra HD Android Bravia yeah. Sony. And they want fourteen ninety five for it. Same price at JB Hi-Fi. Same price at JB Hi-Fi. And I really like this TV and I don't... But then I look at the OLEDs and all them, uh, you know... No, it's a great TV, mate. No, it's a great TV. Look, 
That's why I was asking for for your expert uh, Honestly, knowledge. Honestly, I, I really do like the Sonys. They make a great TV. It's a good picture yep. quality. You're getting an Android TV. That's awesome. Um, QLEDs are amazing, but if I scroll, like I'm, I'm on the JB Hi-Fi website, right? If I sort mm. by price, the the, mm. the best TV you can get like, is the frame at 55 inches, which looks really nice. I mean, that's a really nice thing to do, but it's not actually going to meet the needs of what you want, which is Optus Sport and Android TV. Oh, mate, get, you know what? Can you fit a soundbar there? Uh, on my TV, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a shelf I can put a soundbar mate, on. I've you know, never had a soundbar before. Is that a... Oh, come on. Okay, so you got two grand <laughs> ready to spend. I want you yeah. to buy that yeah. TV, and then I yeah. want you to buy a soundbar. A soundbar. Yes. Right. Yes. Any soundbar, or how do you? No. Well, okay. You're going to have five hundred dollars left, right? Okay. I'm going to keep yeah. you within, so the wife doesn't get. There's no drama. Okay. I'm going to keep you yeah. within budget. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can just say it was two grand. Doesn't matter. Um, yes. <laughs> just for simplicity, you could yeah. get a Sony um, mm. at four nine nine from JB Hi-Fi. Mm-hmm. The JBL mm-hmm. Bar two point one is four nine nine. JBL is. Beautiful sound. It's actually sitting right underneath this TV. I'm looking at. Is it 320 watts? Uh, I don't know how many watts. Bluetooth. No. Okay, this but one it, is a yeah, 2.1 CH320 soundbar. What does it? Um, this is going to say 300 watts. Did you say? Does it look yeah, very kind of square? Yes. So what it is? It's last year's model. Ah, oh, okay. It's got like four buttons on top, big individual buttons. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah. That's right. Um, Four buttons on top. Yeah, yeah. That's that's mate. That was a five hundred dollar unit. You know, six. Oh, sorry, that was a you know six hundred dollar unit not long ago. Okay, so, they've got it for four ninety nine today. Yeah, that's a it's a good unit there. But there is a Sony, and I, you know, obviously you need to you need to think about the the overall here. There's a Sony one there as well, which you know will mm-hmm. will work just as well. Um, there's mm-hmm. Samsungs, mate. There's a mate for photo bucks. Just get that JBL. And to tell you right now, you're going to email me the minute you've set that up and you're going to say, holy heck, how have I not been watching TV with a soundbar before? I've never done that. Now, now, this is the first time you, right, well, it comes to my attention. So do I'm it. looking to it. Do it right, right now. Do <laughs> All right, mate. All right, buddy. Enjoy. Happy shopping. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. See you, buddy. Good on you. All right, mate. Take it easy. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you've got a question about tech, just jump on the line. Go to EFTM.com. Send me an email. G'day, Nathan. Hey, Trevor. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Um, I've got a question around um, Aussie broadband. I've been looking at the uh, one gigabit uh, product they've got. We've yep. currently got fibre to the premises with Optus. We're getting a really good speed of about 94 megabits down at the moment. Yep. But I did want to sort of look at upgrading and have noticed – they're sort of talking about different router types and uh, wanted to confirm whether or not I'd need to actually upgrade to the uh, Nest Wi-Fi. Uh, I've currently got the Google Wi-Fi product to sort of get the coverage and, I guess, the optimal performance. Yeah, look, I um, I don't think... So you've got an Optus modem router now running F on fibre to the premises, and then you've got That's a right. Google Wi-Fi separate to that plugged into that, which is distributing the Wi-Fi through your home, yeah? Yeah, that's it. So this is there's going to be some people listening who call me a complete idiot for not knowing this, but I'd never tested it. But the other day I had a massive problem with a mate of mine's um, internet. It was just playing up in many ways, and we narrowed it down to be the modem. Like it was just it had to be the modem that was causing the problem. So I pl- unplugged the modem 
and I plug the Linksys VLOP system in that he's got, which is, you know, like Google Wi-Fi, like Netgear Orbi, you know where I plugged it in? Directly into the NBN NTD, network mm-hmm. termination device. Yep. Boom. Works fine. And it's the same, that was on HFC, it's the same with fibre to the premises. You don't need a modem. Okay. Great. I'm pretty sure, pretty confident. And you can try this tonight before you go to the trouble of switching telcos and things. But yep. unplug the Optus modem from the NBN box and plug your Google Wi-Fi directly into that. Now, mm-hmm. it may be that you need to turn them all off and turn them all back on again for them to sync up and get DHCP IP addresses and all that stuff. But I think you'll find your, your internet will then just work. Because okay. think about the fibre to the premises is um, you're just another part of a big network. We're all just sitting at the end of a network cable. And that little NTD, that network termination device with um, uh, the MBN, is there to end the, their connection to you and for you to plug into. In most cases, people need the modem router because it's the how they get their Wi-Fi. It's not actually how you connect to the internet. So, don't, I mean, I want you to do a bit more research before you go, take the plunge. But if your Google Wi-Fi plugged into that box gives you internet at 100 slash 40 with Optus, then pick up the phone to Aussie Broadband and I reckon within hours you'll be on Aussie at 1,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you think that Google uh, Wi-Fi um, sort of mesh network can actually handle the uh, the throughput of the, the one gigabit that Aussie offers? There's your next problem. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, so, I mean, there may be some restrictions. So the problem with Google Wi-Fi is it's not a tri-band system. Um, at least the one, the first one I tested wasn't. It's a dual-band system, so that means that you can all your traffic's kind of happening in the same network. So there's a bit of... Uh, congestion that occurs on the network, whereas a Nitki Orbi and I think Linksys have a tri-band, that third band of Wi-Fi, which you don't see, is the band which all the satellites communicate on with each other and back to the mm-hmm. to the internet. So they provide a better outcome. But I would be surprised if uh, the Google Wi-Fi couldn't cope. Um, and, you know, I mean, what would you be disappointed with in terms of speed? If you upgraded to 1,000 slash 50, at your furthest point of the house on a Google Wi-Fi, what would disappoint you? Like, if it was six hundred, would that be that'd be shocking because it's sixty percent, or would 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 be still be yeah. cheering? Oh no, I think anything above three hundred, I'd be happy. No, I think you're going to be fine. Terrific. I, yeah, I, look, I think um, from what I've read, um, the the throughput of the Google Wi-Fi may be limited to about four hundred or eight hundred, depending on the band. Um, that you're connecting to. So some devices on the 5 gigahertz might get faster speeds than the 2.4. Um, but I think what this will do is this will prove to you what you need in your house infrastructure-wise. And then once you realize that that speed you're paying for is something you want, you're, you're going to get the benefit of the upload no matter what you do. But the download speed, that's when you go, okay, I'm going to invest in a, in, a, in a better Wi-Fi system. And then you just upgrade yep. to you know the top of the line Orbi or Linksys and go for that 1,000. Terrific, and I just look for a uh, a mesh system that actually has tri-band, not the yeah, um, no. not the dual band. Highly recommend a tri-band system once you're starting to get past the hundred speed. Yep, wonderful. And the Orbi is the one that you're uh, suggesting is I, the uh, best one at the moment. I've I've had nothing but great re- results myself, and with referrals to the Orbi. And I I don't want to bag Linksys, but I did try. I did a segment the other day on the Today Show, and I tried to set up a Linksys VLOP, and I just couldn't get it going. So I'm going to give that another crack and, and try and work it out. Maybe I did something wrong, but theoretically, the Linksys VLOP with tri-band should do the exact same thing. Okay, great. All right, mate. Good luck. 
Thank you so much for the advice. And you know what? I want to hear from you. I want you to come back to me and let me know because I want to know. I want to answer all those questions for myself as well. Um, no worries. It, it, worst case scenario, if if you get really disappointing speeds on the Wi-Fi, then you can pull back down from Aussie Broadband to the 250. So mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like you, you've got oh, Of course, yeah. 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 All right, mate. No, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm happy to be a guinea pig on this one. Thank Good you. Man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for getting in touch. And if you've got a question, uh, jump on the line, uh, as Nathan did, and uh, send me an email. Go to the website, eftm.com. This is the EFTM podcast. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for downloading. Trevor along with you. And if you've got a question about tech, go to eftm.com. Click Ask Trev. G'day, Rob. G'day, Trev. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you, mate? Mate, I've got a bit of a problem. I want to put in a, a, secu- a Google, you know, a Google-enabled security cam or security door um, bell in my house. Yep. There's no legacy doorbell for me to get any auxiliary power. Yep. That rules out the Arlo video doorbell, which is the one I really wanted. I also want it to pop up. You know, I've got Google across all my house. You know, I've got multiple sp- smart speakers and televisions connected, yeah. and I want it to pop up with the front door, but. I don't seem to. There doesn't seem to be a, pa- a battery-powered option for me. I don't think. Have you got? I mean, power behind the door in the wall because I'm getting no. an electrician to wire mine. That's that's what I'm think I have to do. I was just investigating whether there was a battery-powered option um, that's go- that's Google enabled as well. Because the ring won't do exactly what you want it to do. <clears throat> yeah, there's not. I mean, thinking about it, there's plenty, and there's a lot of cheap doorbells out there, right? And they are all workable. They all do the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think the problem is battery life, for a start, on the cheaper ones. Because, you mm-hmm. know, there's some stuff at Harvey Norman that, that works with Google. Um, it's gonna. It's not actually – like, it's not always easy to get them just to appear on the screen as well. Um, like, I only ever got the ring – to appear on our on a screen when we had the Samsung fridge with the screen on it, so it actually right. you know it, it, it rung there and appeared. Uh, most of the time, you've got to summon Google to show me the front door. But once you hear the chime, that's what you do. You just ask it to show me the door, or with Arlo, it just appears on your phone. So um, honestly, I cannot wait to get my wife to approve the Arlo video doorbell. She has not yet done that. Um, because it means moving the doorbell to a piece of brick instead of on the door frame, um, yeah. which has caused some uh, commotion in our home, but that's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm going to pay a Sparky to to run some power because I know there's power in the wall because there's light switches and stuff there. Um, and I think it's ridiculous to say this, but for 289 bucks, the video doorbell, I think 200 bucks if it costs that for a Sparky is still great value. Um, they need, by the way, they, they don't just need their time. They also need a transformer because it doesn't come with any of the existing wiring. So they do need to buy a, a transformer for you. So yeah. there's a bit involved, but I do think the video, if you want to use it truly like a video camera, video surveillance, video doorbell, then Arlo is going to be the, the winner, but it will require that that wiring up. But otherwise, mate, I don't see any, any better option. If there's someone listening that has a better advice or option, I'm happy to have it, but I, I don't see one. Yeah, that's that. Thanks, mate. That's what I, yeah, what I thought. So, looks like I'm calling the Sparky. Make it happen, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, All right, mate. Rob. Get back to work. Cheers. See you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. And if you've got a question like Rob, go to the website, eftm.com.
Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It's been great to have your company once again. Next week, another show, and then uh, on the road with Stephen Fennick. We're going to go for a bit of a road trip next week. We'll record Two Blokes Talking Tech on the road. So I'll try and keep in touch, and I'll try and get to as many emails as I can. I can't get to everyone, but I'll try and get to as many as I can every week. So if you've got a tech question or you want to know about something in tech, just jump on the website, eftm.com. Click Ask Trev, and uh, I'll get in touch as I drop something on the ground here. I don't know what that was. It's just a small hard drive. No one needs to worry. Everyone relax. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Tell your friends and uh, back again next week.